Welcome to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and we have a bit of a change up today with the co-host. We have Shana, our only recurring guest, coming in as a co-host today. We might also have Diego later, but we'll see if, if he remembers to jump in. And our guest today is Tamara from... Uh, originally from uh, Sarajevo, actually. So you were born in Bosnia? Yes, yes, that's right. And how long did you live there? Oh, gosh, I left when I was about five years old. And then I moved to uh, to Tripoli, to Libya. Wow, we're adding in all sorts of countries. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. I can go on for, for ages. I'm not sure we have the time. Okay, and how long were you there? In Tripoli for about, oh, gosh, 14 years. Okay, so most of your childhood then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was interesting, very sort of cultural, I must say. There was a lot of, uh, I mean, most of my friends are from all over the world. And also my accent is, as you can tell, a bit different. You know, many people think I might be Irish or Australian or South African. So yeah, it was it was really fun growing up there, actually. Um, I really had a great time. I mean, the culture was just very different to what it is here in Sweden, as what? I found out when I came here in November. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. Okay, so which parts were the shocking parts? The weather. I should have guessed that one. Oh my goodness, it's freezing. And obviously having lived in Dubai as well for the last, what, 12 years, it was like 45 degrees. And, you know, it's sweltering out there. And then you come to Sweden, it's like minus 11. Yeah, Shana does not feel sorry for you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm empathetic here. But yeah, like it, it was minus 66 in my hometown this winter, Celsius. So the minus cold. 11 is like, it's like spring weather. Oh my goodness, that's seriously cold. Yeah. <laughs> but 45 is seriously hot. But I guess everybody has air conditioning, things like that. Oh my goodness, yeah, especially in summer. Like yeah. you, you couldn't go anywhere without, you know, having the air conditioning on. You kind of leave from the house with the aircon on, then into your car with the aircon on, into the office <laughs> and so on. And then you, you just sort of wait until the summer period's finished. And it's really humid and sticky and just so hot. And then sort of November time, it's, you know, winter and it's lovely. No one wants to leave Dubai then. How's your hair faring? Is your hair, hair, you have better hair now than living in a humid country. Like, well, yeah. Your hair looks very lovely. Well, well, thank you. Well, you know what? It was very, um, what do you call it? Like Monica, the friends, she had like massive hair, big curly hair. It was so humid. It was just like, and then, yeah, and you sort of came here. The water was much better because, you know, in Dubai, you get a lot of sand in, in the water and you have to buy these special filters that you put in the shower. But yeah, here is, yeah, obviously much nicer. You know, skin's better apart from the tan. I don't have a tan anymore. It'll come. Don't worry. It'll come. Yeah, Will it though? Yeah, because in summer, it's constant sunlight all the time. So you'll get it. I hope so. I must hope so. I'll take your word for it. But I like the question about the hair. I never thought about asking, but that is a big part of uh, moving to another country is how it is with the water and the air and how it affects the way you can fix your hair, maybe your complexion or something like that. I think I've said before that, first of all, I did not know which one was shampoo and which one was conditioner. So I used only conditioner for a month and thought, oh, there's something wrong with this water my hair is so greasy but it, it does make a difference with the type of water 
Yeah, it's true, actually. You know, you're right, there's, there's a huge change when you you sort of, your hair just isn't the same when you're in Dubai and you move somewhere in Europe or somewhere, where, you know, where the weather is amazing, as in air quality and, and so on. Right. And it changes completely, yeah. I have noticed, actually, a difference. It's more shiny. It's definitely darker than it was. Huh. And it's growing very quickly. But I have to ask you now, why are you in Sweden? Uh, because of my husband's job. He, uh, he works in finance for one of the dairy companies here. So we, we sort of packed up with our two little dogs in November and moved here. And now it's been like four months nearly, actually, since we've been here. We've adjusted quite a bit. We've met a few people, which is nice. And it's getting lighter, which I'm loving. Well, you've come, November is the absolute worst time to move here. So it can only get better. <laughs> For sure. And that's what I keep hearing. No, the summers here are gorgeous. Just so many colors. Wait until spring when the cherry trees start blooming and the um, the pear trees also bloom as well. It's gorgeous. And then, of course, in the summer, light all the time. And if you can take it, and I know you're from warm places, but... People do swim all over the city and lakes. There's so many different swimming spots, but it is a little difficult to get used to if you didn't grow up in a cold country. <laughs> I'm proud of myself if I get in like once every summer. I know, wait, if you go in the summertime, the water's nice. Like it, it, it's nice. No one's listening to you, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I have an interesting uh, total offshoot right now, actually, just to your husband's job. Uh-huh. Have you heard about the coup slap? Have you had, no. a, Heather, have you had an episode about coup slap yet? I don't think I've had an episode, but I have been to it. So that means cow release, release of the cows. <laughs> exactly. So, and Arla, I believe, is one of the main... But basically, like, you know, every time towards the spring when the farmers need to release their cows back to the wild, they have this celebration called a coup slap. And you can go to the farm and you can watch them run free. Oh, I think I recall. It might be the uh, the dancing cows or something like that. The dancing cows? Yeah, they go out and they're like, this is their dancing. They're like, whoa, in the field, having a great time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> running around. Exactly. I think, yeah, I think I, I, he might have mentioned it um, to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder because usually you can like get tickets to it like they have a website you can sign up to them all over like all over Sweden oh, and then it's okay. a whole experience you go and you get you know milk and there's fika and you get to meet the community granted I haven't been for one since pandemic started but it was one of the best Swedish things I ever went to in my entire life it is outdoors so maybe they would have it I want to say it's around April but I'm not really sure could be a little earlier. It's so nice because it's the first time that the cows are allowed out and they are so happy. So it's just so much fun to see them when they open the doors and run out into the field. And that's really just the entire event. Once they do that, that's it. So they have all this buildup. Like Shana was saying, they've got, you know, snacks. It's kind of like a little festival or something. I mean, low key. And you set yourself up, find your seat. And when I went there, they had like a pre-show and that was uh, carving things with chainsaws and throwing axes, which I thought, yes, how Viking, how Sweden. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, you should go if you have opportunity. And I think when we went, we just went. I don't think we bought tickets or I think it was just free as long as there was room. It looks like 2020 and 2021 not happening. Oh, shame. 
don't know. Maybe they'll turn it into a digital event. Oh, that would be cool. You could still see the cows. Oh, wait, there's there's some here. There's one. Okay, so separate websites have their own co-slap. So there's one for some commune, April 17th. Oh, okay. But then I can't read anything else because it's all in Swedish. But I'm so interested in things you've noticed culturally between the UAE, between Libya. Um, well, there was a... Well, I thought it was quite funny, actually. Um, when uh, my husband went down to the recycling bins a few weeks ago, and it was I think it was when it was quite dark, he was like sort of by one of the bins, whatever, putting stuff in the bin. And he said hi to this gentleman that was sort of doing the same thing, dropping up his recycling. And the guy just looked at him and nearly like ran off to his car because he startled him, didn't know what to do with himself. He was like, and James came back. He's like, um, I just had the most awkward moment with this guy down by the recycling bins because I think he thought I was going to rob him. Um, so it was just like, you know, not being as friendly, I guess. Everyone's a little bit apparently standoffish, but I mean, everyone that we've met recent, you know, have been lovely, lovely and sort of welcoming and chatty and, uh, maybe he wasn't having, having a bad day or something. I really don't know. But yeah, I thought that was quite funny. I would say that's pretty typical. He just made the typical expat mistake of saying hello to a stranger. They all freak out. I think we need to keep that, though. I don't think it's a mistake. I think we need to continue doing this, right? I would say that, except at first I felt the same. And it was like, why don't people just say hi to each other? Why don't people smile at each other on the subway? And then I found out why. It's because there's way too many crazy people so if someone actually makes eye contact with you and talks to you without knowing you so you got a pretty high chance it's a crazy person because that's what happened to me like the whole first month when I came here is I thought I'm gonna look people in the eye and I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile at people and compliment them on things and uh, every crazy person really enjoyed talking to me they can all speak English too oh my goodness but yeah because you know in Dubai everyone's quite friendly I would say so it was um it was interesting yeah but I you know I say hi to all my neighbors around here I say good morning and they've been lovely I've met nearly most of them around here around the area but um yeah so I'm yet to sort of see any other sort of cultural things that might pop up what about grocery shopping grocery shopping very interesting topic actually because in Dubai um everyone's very spoiled you see so someone is actually there at the end of the the conveyor belt where your shopping goes on and they pack your bags for you. I mean, if you want to, I usually pack my own bags. And in, that's in every single shop in Dubai, by the way. Mainly sort of the big, big sort of supermarkets, I, I guess. But uh, so, yeah, that was interesting, you know, not seeing it here and everyone's sort of doing everything on their own. And um, but what else? Oh, yeah, you know, getting petrol. There's someone at the petrol station who fills up your car so you don't have to get out of the car. That actually drives me crazy when I go to different countries and they do that. I, I'm more comfortable doing it myself because that's how I started out. And I never know, like, uh, do they actually work here? Are they trying to scam me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, I think I've seen just one, one maybe one person the entire time I've lived in Dubai filling up their own uh, car. All right. But usually just someone does it for them. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a big cash culture over there or like coming here and having no cash? Actually, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I never really carried cash with me, even when I was in Dubai. But yeah, mainly it was cash cards. Bit of a mix, really. But, you know, being here, yeah, I realized it was just card everywhere. Scan here, scan there, done. Yeah. Super it's, it's, easy. I love it. It's so handy. Oh, and 
what's really interesting is you can now just take your credit card and use it as your ticket on the SL trains. So you don't oh, even wow. need a card anymore. You just blip. Oh, no way. That's really interesting. I have a question. I, so I always think like Dubai, like I think very white glove, like everything's of a high service level. Because I've never been, so I know nothing. But like compared to here where everything is a little bit more do it yourself. Or am I just seeing what's in the movies? No, it's pretty much like that, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in some of the areas, like everything's spotless, like the hotels, the uh, metro, the the shopping centers, everything's doctors, everything's spotless. I mean, they're literally cleaning everything every two minutes. And you get some, you know, gorgeous hotels there. They're really sort of high end and people are really spoiled for choice. There's so much to do, so much to do in terms of, you know, going dining to having a drink, which, by the way, you, you can't buy in a supermarket. You can't buy alcohol in a supermarket. You have to uh, go to a specific shop with a um, drinking license that you have to apply for. And then when they approve that, then you go into the shop and buy your wine or whatever you want to drink. There's no drinking on the streets, which is illegal. So if you wanted to go down to the park, let's say, or something, or the beach, to take wine that's not allowed and you can only drink in hotels or in your own house so all the hotels are licensed with the bars with alcohol license and then that's where you can sort of go and have your your drinks your dinner do they have pubs and stuff like bars and pubs and so yeah they do yeah yeah yeah. but they have to be in the hotel Uh so it wouldn't be like a standalone pub or i mean it gets quite complicated or you have to be within a certain radius of a hotel that has a bar to have a license to, to be able to sell alcohol okay so yeah it's all a bit um yeah complicated when it comes to paperwork and things like that you need many gazillion approvals to get things done and but but literally as we were leaving dubai they had allowed to actually you can go to the to the booze shops now without the license but what, is, like, yeah. what do you do with a license like do you have to take a test you know like yeah you just have to put in your information and then you need to get like a um, you need your tenancy contract so to know that you actually you know you live there you earn and I think that's about it. And then you just sort of send it off and they say yes or no, basically. It's a very interesting uh, place. Normally people come here and complain about Sweden because they say, oh, well, you can only buy your alcohol at the one government-owned store. And people complain about that. And you're like, it's probably a better deal for you. You don't have to get a license. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so Diego, since you just hopped in, do you have any questions for Tamara? Yeah, like why do we say UAE and not the specific Emirate where you live? It's interesting. Uh, Dubai. We said Dubai, no? Where did you move to Dubai and not uh, the other, like oh, Abu, no, Dhabi Abu Dhabi or Dhabi any other ones? Oh, um, yeah. Because of my dad's job, actually, I um, I was before Dubai, just to throw this in the, in the spanner, was the, um, uh, we lived in the UK. That explains so, the accents. Yeah. <laughs> So I was in the UK for a bit. I actually went to college and university there. I was at uni for four years. And then literally in my second year of university, my dad got a job offer in Dubai, which he initially, the contract was for like two years. And then he ended up staying for 10 years, with my mum and my two little brothers. And then I, after university, sort of ended up going as well. And then I stayed. And that was it. I ended up working there, meeting lots of lovely friends. Met my husband there at a at rugby sevens game. And then, yeah, that's why I was in Dubai. But I have been to Abu Dhabi, which is lovely. It's very different. Not too many skyscrapers as, as, as Dubai has. But no, both, both cities are lovely. Did you cover already the perfume of the families thing? 
that they have in the Emirati families, no? No, you mean Oud. Is it, is it Oud? Is that, I don't know Oud. the name. Yeah, no. I think it's Oud. It's like very strong, very fragrant. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make it, you know, I think everyone can sort of go on and personalize the Oud, depending how strong you like it. They, they love it very strong. I mean, I've never really worn it, to be honest, because it's way too strong for me. I feel like uh, we're missing a piece of this right here. What's going on? I love it. Yeah, we need we need to hear what this is about. We're talking about um, Oud, which is like a an Arabic perfume, which you can go to special shops over there in Dubai or anywhere, Abu Dhabi, I guess, and personalize it with different oils, which is very strong, by the way. And I've, I've never worn it, never. I just couldn't. It's just too much. It gives me headaches. But yeah, all the other ladies, just they love it. And the men, actually. And, and they smell amazing. When they walk past, they're like, oh my God, it smells delicious. But if I were, I reckon I'd just get an absolute headache. But you're making um, your own concoction of smells for you. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've never, you can, or you can just go to the store and, and, and buy it ready-made. Okay. Like, I, I, have, I have Britney Spears as my perfume. <laughs> <laughs> It's really nice. Love that. I used to have Sarah Jessica Parker. Do you remember Lovely Perfume when Sex in the City uh, was out? No, but I mean, every every celebrity has their perfume. Some are really good. Would I feel bad that I want to, you know, if I rather choose like, oh, do I want to smell like George Clooney or do I want to smell like Britney Spears? (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> is it bad that I want to smell more like Britney Spears than George Clooney? Like, I feel like it's going to be like aftershave and cigars or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I always wonder when it's a sports star that puts out perfume or cologne and it's like, wouldn't it just smell sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> Old gym socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> I was looking up a few things today, and some of these also may not be true, but I read that there are ATM machines that dispense gold bars. I think there is one actually in the Atlantis Hotel on the Palm. I've never used it. I don't even know how it works, but I have walked past it many times. But that that is true. That is true. It seems like that would be a little heavy, you know? Oh, hold on. I just got to get some money and... I mean, I don't know how gold-plated it might be, if it's sort of fully or if it's just like a spray-painted. But yeah, no, no, there is there is one, yeah. I just feel like, you know, I go to the grocery store and I get angry when I'm behind, like, elderly people who want to pay with change and it takes all day. But if they're whipping out gold bars, uh, it seems like that's going to take a while to calculate. <laughs> Where do you take this gold bar? What can you do with it? I think it's more like a souvenir. I mean, I, I don't uh. know. Maybe Diego, you know more. You hang it on your chest with a chain. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you, put it, you put it in your grill. Like, do you get your teeth done? You right. mentioned the palm, Tam. Yeah. What about these other islands that are shaped like a, like the world? Did you guys speak about mm-hmm. those already? The world island or islands. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much done on there, actually. I think there was, I think David Becker might have bought the UK, apparently. Rumor has it. But I have no idea if he's built a house on the island or not. I mean, as far as I know, it was still empty. Everything was still empty. It was just sand dunes. But yeah, interesting. They keep building all these sort of different islands. I mean, have you, you've been to the Palm, Diego. You've seen how... I think I drove I drove through it, but there was nothing. To, it was just like some houses and then some empty streets. I can't remember that specific mm, okay. thing. Yeah. It is a cool city, though. They have so much stuff going on. Interesting, interesting place I've lived. 
Well, I think on that note, it's getting a bit late, so I'm going to wrap it up. Does anyone have anything they want, they have tips on? I mean, everything is shut down, so it's the usual tip every week. Go outside and walk. Yeah. No, lots of walking, lots of jogging, playing tennis, just being outdoors, really. So, yeah. I have Exciting. a tip for being outdoors and walking. It's like a hike in the suburbs because it's not really the city. From Cal Hill, from Cal Hill, if you follow all along the water and you walk to Hesby, it's super nice. You pass by, there's a, like a little ski place, like this little mountain with snow. It's pretty, pretty Oh, like interesting. You know, Cal Hill is where I live, right? But then what's the name of that little, like a ski slope they have there? It starts with yeah. a G or something. I was there the other weekend. In Jorvan, Jorvan, Jorvan Slot, Jorvan Backe, is it? I don't, I don't know. I, I walked past by it, so I didn't, I didn't stop to check what, what was the name. Uh, another, tip, another tip, if you want to see where my buildings are, there's going to be a series coming out that is a series from, remember the movie Snabakash? They're making a Netflix version of it. Mm-hmm. And on the trailer, you can see my hallway. This was my neighbor's house that they used as a set. Oh, that's pretty cool. Where the drug dealers live. I don't know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> not quite the representation you want. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, maybe not. Well, thank you so much, Tamara, for being on. We probably would have a million more questions for you. But it's like I said, this thing takes a while to edit. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been fun. And hopefully we can meet you in person at some point. Would love to. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Well, Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. See you guys. You too. Bye. 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 bye.